It's a source of frustration, you know, for artists. You know, one of the things that I'm frustrated is I, I sometimes feel after a long time, I feel like I'm illustrating the same issues again, hmm. whether it's corruption, whether it's leadership. And that is frustrating because I deal with issues and I would like, okay, there's, there's a new challenge, there's new issues to do. But what has been frustrating is that I come up, you know, and I say, but I think I did this, you know, like 20 years ago. And I actually go and I find I actually did exactly that. I dealt with this issue. And that to me, as, a, as an individual, as an artist, is a source of frustration. This is Salam and Hello, where stories of joy and justice vibrate with the rhythm of Africa and the diaspora. Salamat hello everyone. My name is Lily Bukala Piper and welcome to the show. Before we get to today's episode, I just want to give a huge shout out to Love Artisan. They have partnered with us this season and we are so delighted by this beautiful new set and we could not be more grateful for your belief in us and your partnership with the show. So Sarah, Michelle, the entire team, Asante Sana from the entire Salam and Hello family. So a few months ago, I had the very good fortune of attending the inaugural Africa Media Festival. The event was put on by Barraza Media Lab, and they brought together in the same space some of Africa's leading journalists, thinkers, writers. It was an outstanding event, and you continue to appreciate them for the amazing work that they're doing here in Kenya and across the region. The highlight for me of the festival, however, was a session where we got to hear about political satire and the voice that is needed on the ground to represent you know, everyday people and their struggles and their experiences. The headliner for that meeting was Godfrey Mapembwa. I hope I said that right. I've been practicing. <laughs> Godfrey goes by the name Gado. So if you are have been any time here in Kenya at all or the region, you know Gado's work. He has been a political satirist, illustrator, thinker, leader for several decades now. He started off his career quite young, came to Nairobi because he had won a prize uh, from the Daily Nation, and ended up convincing them to take him on as their political satirist. In our conversation today, he walks us through the last 30 years of his work, work that has included challenging some of the most powerful voices across the world and here in Kenya and the region. In addition to his work at The Nation and later on The Standard, he's also the executive and co-founder of Buni Media, which is an independent multimedia company based here in Nairobi. Buni Media puts out an incredible show called XYZ, which shows us exactly what's going on both behind and in front of the cameras and many of the political rooms that we don't actually get to be in. That show has thousands of followers and thousands of fans who really continue to appreciate Gado's work and his ability to both inflict pain, but also uplift because of his just deep rooted sense of justice and the need to represent the voices and experiences of the people around him and the communities that he loves. Today, he did us the great privilege of sitting down and talking to us about what it's like to be a political commentator from the days of Moy all the way up to today. He has definitely faced his sense, his share of, you know, resistance and pushback, 
but he's handled it with grace and humility, and most of all, with a sense of conviction that the work must continue. Dado's work has been lauded by many different organizations. In 2007, he was given the Prince Claus Laureate. He's also a winner of the Kenya National Human Rights Commission Award in Journalism, both in 2005 and again in 2007. He's also one of 12 leaders who were given the Visionaries Award from the Ford Foundation for their innovative efforts to confront key social issues. In 2014, Time Magazine named him one of the 100 most influential people on the continent. What an incredible recognition of his work. But the one recognition that I really wanted to talk to him about was the award he received in 2016 on International Press Freedom Day. Kofi Annan gave Gado the Cartooning for Peace International Press Cartoon Prize, which symbolized his work as not only a truth teller, but also a peacemaker, somebody who's able to stand up for what's right, even in the midst of tremendous political turmoil and personal cost. Gado is truly one of one, an incredible leader, thinker, somebody who has challenged us, pushed us, and as I said, also uplifted us by his work and his commitment to this region and its people. So it's with great pleasure and a truly an honor to welcome Gado to Salam and Hello today. I know that you'll really love this episode, so enjoy. Gado, welcome to Salam and Hello. It is my great joy to welcome you. We are so delighted to have you. Thank you really for having me. It was such a pleasure. Before we get into the nuance of your work, one of the things that has touched me as I've been reading about your work in your beginning years is that your parents really encouraged your artistic work. In particular, your mom encouraged you in childhood. So maybe you could just tell us about what her influence was on the young Godfrey before the world got to know Gado. Yeah, I I actually been uh, reflecting on that and um, interesting enough, so... Um, I did, uh, you know, um, my mom passed on last December. So I'm we, so sorry. Um, I I did um, um, look back, you know, interestingly uh, um, uh, after her passing, and uh, she's uh, solely responsible for you know me becoming, you know, Gado and all that because. Um, uh, both of my parents have been supportive, very supportive. But my mom was always there, but also she had this keen eye from the very beginning where she, um, I would say she's, she's, she, she was my first teacher and she could, she, she was a teacher then she, she retired, um, uh, when her time came and but but she was always she noticed my interest from the very early age and 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 she would um you know draw with me give me you know she would draw these stick figures and to to encourage me when I was young but when I was um uh, um I think class five or so she actually looked out for um, um an art teacher it was a university university lecturer at uh, University of Dar es Salaam, and and uh, he, I would borrow um, his drawings and copy, hmm. and that was quite a you know a rare thing you know you know during my time. I mean you know at that age, um, when I was uh, you know probably about um, twelve or so, I mean I I had a teacher where you know I could copy and reference, and you know that was very encouraging. And when I you know went to my secondary schools. 
I she went and actually uh, convinced the um, she went to the um, ministry basically and 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 asked for me to get to go to to be taken to a school that taught um, fine art as a subject, mm. and so I was transferred. You know it, that made it easy for me, and and I I you know I was able to uh, hone my skills more and 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 and, and continue to learn. And so I do um, remember very well, I mean, when I won my first, um, you know, art competition at school, I think my, my dad and my mom took, took me and my, my, my brother to the, you know, the ceremony. And these are the things that mm-hmm. I, you know, I look back that, you know, they, they're really, you know, um, stand out and, and uh, not... Even today, uh, you know, you don't have parents that actually do that. Very true. Uh, you know, mostly you know probably very well that, you know, you would see how, you know, art and drawing, how is seen in different light. You're probably seen as, a, well, what are you going to do with that? Exactly. You know, there is nothing much there. And even when I started working, you know, as, you know, because I dropped out of my college education to pursue my career as an editorial cartoonist. And that did not go very well with my parents, but they still encouraged me. And, and that's, uh, that's something that um, I've always been grateful. Yeah, that that's incredible. You truly stand on, on yeah. their shoulders. Yeah. Like you said, even today, I think it's, I have a son who is an artist and yeah. you do, you worry for your children about being able to make a living, yeah. but you, you have, and, and your living has, be, it's a really a East African story in many ways. Born in Tanzania. Yeah. Some of my producers are surprised to hear you're not <laughs> homeborn here in Kenya, but you've spent the last 30 years here in Kenya. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You also have connections to Rwanda. Yes, yes, yes. So really? I'm, 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 um, um, uh, I'm, I was born, bred and raised in Dar, uh, Tanzania. I've just come back, by the way. Okay. So I was there for... Um, three weeks uh, with uh, my 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 family um, there. Um, I'm married to Arundis. My kids were born here. They grow, you know, <laughs> they, they they've grown up here in Nairobi. I um, and so I I I reflect and and uh, consider myself a, a true uh, East African. Um, I have traveled around the region, but I think as an in, as an individual, I've always been um, a Pan-African in in many ways. Uh, I think I have, um, and I'm um, very much you know a global citizen in 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 many ways, and so I find myself very adapt adaptive, adaptable, um, um, and. Um, even here, I mean, um, you know, since I settled here many years ago, uh, it was tough for a young 22-year-old kid, I mean, you know, who has never lived outside his country, to start living in um, in Nairobi and, and being thrown to the deeper end of things. But I, I had to learn quickly and I had to adapt quickly and I had to... Um, um, you know, uh, learn and, and, and figure out. And, and it has been actually, it was not always easy um, because I really, you know, 
I wasn't even very good at what I do uh, at all because I was doing stuff, but, you know, to do it at a professional level, day in, day out, that's a very different story. And so I had to really catch up and really learn. It was quite frustrating at times, and but... uh, I I uh, I'm uh, thankful that uh, I also through over the years to be honest I had um lots of support uh, from um, I worked on the wonderful editors and and um and colleagues and um, they, they, they 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 were always supportive of me as a young um, editorial cartoonist you know um trying to find my feet um so that also played a huge part in well, I want to talk about that because, you know, you came to Nairobi early 20s. You had won a drawing competition, if I'm correct, yeah, came yeah. to collect your prize yeah, yeah. and somehow never left. <laughs> and so you convinced the Daily Nation, the largest publication in the region, to take you on as an editorial cartoonist. How did you make the case, especially now saying that you were saying I wasn't that good? So how did you yeah. convince them? <laughs> so it was a, an interesting story. So I came to collect my prize money and I actually didn't win. I came second. And so I, when I came second is I spent a month, you know, just, um, doing, um, they sort of like trial, you know, I, because the daily nation then did a competition because they were looking for a replacement. They had a wonderful and fantastic, uh, cartoonist, um, then, uh, Paul Kalemba Mad, who is a very good friend of mine, um, uh, who left for the standard. And uh, it's always not always easy to replace an editorial cartoonist, let alone somebody like Mad. And so they thought, okay, let's do a competition and see if we can get somebody. And so I applied. Back then we could get the, the Daily Nation in Dar, and I applied. And I came second so i said okay i'll come and collect my money and i came i collected and uh, i stayed for a month and um and so we started talking then and and uh, you know the my you know the editor then the um editor in chief wangedi mwangi um kind of uh, was also reluctant even to <laughs> To, to uh, you know, to Yeah, you to were give second place. <laughs> Not only that, but he just, well, he said, uh, he, 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 I, I remember him trying to convince me otherwise. He said, no, I mean, you know, I, I think you should, you know, finish your studies. And, um, and uh, you know, but I was adamant that, that no, I think I, this is what I would like to do. And so we, um, uh, we talked about it and, and the nation had to look for a, work permit for me, you know, and, and finally they, they, they got it. So I had, I, after a month I left, went back and then I came, you know, to stay. And so, um, again, it was, it was a, you know, quite difficult because, you know, I, I started working professionally. I had been published before, but, uh, you know, working, you know, on a daily basis, that was difficult, but also I really, the, 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 as an editorial cartoonist, it's always not about drawing. And I think that sometimes people, hmm. you know, get um, get it wrong. It's also about really um, understanding your subject matter and actually, you know, how do you, then your drawings come second. And so you really have to have a very good um 
political understanding, social understanding of the issues that you're dealing with. And I don't think I was that good. I mean, I didn't know Kenya politics that well. I think I knew, you know, about it just on the surface. And I had to really get, you know, to grips with it. So I really had to read a lot, find out and, and, you know, and, uh, you, and, and so that, that's why I'm saying also, you know, my editors and colleagues really helped me to get through that. And it, that took years because you basically had to, um, you know, an issue happens here and, and, uh, well, you know what happened, but that has a background, as a the history, context, as context, exactly. as, you know, and so forth and so forth. And so that, uh, to be honest, you know, um, <laughs> was, uh, that that's why I'm saying, you know, I was thrown, you know, into a deep mm-hmm. end of things. And so, you know, that that's also one important thing about, you know, the 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 the, the role of the editorial, you know, uh, you know, cartoonists, because you really need to actually have a very good and deep understanding of your subject matters. And uh, and uh, and that's that's very important. In your time in Kenya, where have you found the truth tellers? to be most likely found when you are looking for that inspiration. Because I'm thinking about the mm. fact that in a newsroom, you know, everyone is kind of headed towards the end goal. It's got to be timely, you know, relevant, all those things. But there's got to be times where just in life, a lot of your work has been reflective of an overall season in Kenya's mm. life or a feeling that the people are experiencing. And the comments I see from people who appreciate your work always speak to that, that, mm. The, I don't know, there's a tangibility in your work that feels very real to people. Yeah. So can you point to a group of people or pe- groups maybe that have you think are particularly powerful truth tellers in, in this beloved Kenya of ours? So that's, that's an interesting, you know, question. And for me, it has been fascinating, actually. Where, you know, a lot of times I've also, um, um, you know, gotten some, not only inspiration, but also wonderful material from, you know, very unlike, unlikely sources, you know, for example, you know, you know, when I go to my barber shop, I always like to talk politics. And so I always get, you know, so some, some of the most fascinating nuances and stuff from them, from, from my barbershop. In fact, I actually, you know, I, I can, you know, distinctly <laughs> remember some of the ideas that, you know, went out, to become quite controversial, you know, when I do that, you know, whenever I take a taxi, I mean, that's one thing that, you know, I would always discuss politics when I come back, whether I've traveled overseas or when I've, I've, I've kind of, um, you know, or I, I'm going somewhere, I would, you know, start, you know, discussions with taxi drivers and say, and fascinating, you get some of the most, you know, uh, nuanced, uh, yeah commentary you would ever, you know, hear, um, you know, if I go to, you know, sometimes shops and, and, uh, and, and I would just, you know, uh, engage in, and this is beautiful because nobody knows who you are. And so people yeah. are free to air their views and some, you know, and, and that for me has always been, um, been so fascinating and I've always treasured that I still do, by the mm. way. So I'd always kind of just, introduce a subject and say, well, you know, what do you think about, you know, these, um, 
I want to ask taxes. you about one particular yeah. one. Yeah, taxes. We have to get to taxes. <laughs> so, you know, and, and, and so forth. So I think mm. that has always, you know, accorded me and, and, you know, given me the privilege of really seeing things from different perspectives mm. and different angles. Mm. And uh, it has been, you know, a source of, of uh, wonderful um, um, uh, ideas that I've gathered over the years. I, when you were talking, it, it brought to mind one of your illustrations that I really love. Um, I know you've done so many, so I hope you'll recognize it when I describe <laughs> it. I don't have a picture of it here, but there's an image that you've created that I think went quite far across the globe where there's a, a drawbridge and it spells out democracy across yeah. the tiles. And in the middle is Kenya yeah, yeah. trying to hold together this broken bridge. Yeah, yeah. And, it, and the guy's dangling there looking very nervous. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember where the inspiration yes, from that one came? I, I do. I think that came straight from the fact that, um, you know, Kenya was looking at um, a possible civil war. And... Um, there was a lot of talk about, you know, this is because of the thing called democracy and all that. And so that came from that, you know, I, I do remember because it was during the two, two um, I think, two, December 2008 after the Kibak was sworn in. And I think it was, it was January 2008, mm -hmm. if that, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, that came from the, and very much also from a point of, um, just like the drawing, just a point of real worry. You know, those are the, you know, I remember, you know, everybody was apprehensive about what will happen next. And so it was uh, a situation as I depicted, it's like, okay, you know, you have this, who will save, you know, Kenya because um, of, of the position that, you know, the country, you know, yeah. found itself. Um, so sometimes I think also you are, you know, in, um, in a situation that, uh, whereby even you as an artist or as a, as a satirist and, and you are dumbfounded, you have, uh, nothing to do, rather, you know, uh, the, the situation calls for, um, it's a difficult situation. It's, it, yeah. you know, and, and, as, and as I said, I mean, sometimes people think, you know, you just go and you have the, the, you know, these magic fingers and you can come up with anything. And, and there've been a couple where, a couple of situations where you are somehow, even you, you are, you are lost. And yeah, I, you, I, you're that guy yeah, in that bridge. Like, okay, yeah. I think also that, you know, quite honestly, that's a for the first time I was also aware I was made aware that, okay, you always draw these drawings about Palestine, about uh, other troubled countries, you know, in the world, and, and you get away with it because you are very much detached and you are, you can look about these, you know, situations and issues from afar. What happens when you're dealing with an issue right on your doorstep? Yeah. And that gives you a very different uh, perspective, so to speak, in, in a way that, you know, you you start looking at things. And I think that happened to me, that uh, that you start being much more um, mm -hmm. nuanced, you start being much more, um, um, I think, 
even I would say, um, not you don't self-censor yourself, but probably you think deeply about the, the issues that you're dealing with. Well, it, it feels personal. I mean, when yeah, you, when you live in the ground, if you're living where that bridge connects yeah, <laughs> A yeah, to yeah. B, then you, of course it's yeah. personal. Now you are that becoming that, the subject yeah, of your own guy, material. Yeah. That's that's a really a profound way as as you frame it. You, you talk about illustrations, though, giving you a bit of freedom more than traditional media mm. does. Do you still feel that way, that illustrating is a, a affords you more license? Yeah, yeah they, they rightly so, and, and um, I still uh, see that. Well, of course, now you have also, you know, I always laugh that, that everybody's a, is a, you know, cartoonist in the, in the, in the social media. So probably <laughs> they've made our job much yeah. difficult, but yeah, you know, visual images rather, you know, uh, would always give, you know, satire a much more leeway and that, you know, goes way back uh, to antiquity, you know, um, because you can discuss certain issues, um, um, way you, you are you can be more illustrative you can be more demonstrative as a compared to you know the written word uh, so to give you an example for example um you know let's say you're dealing with taboo subjects and uh, you know um religion and religious issues i mean it's you know i can get away with a lot when when it comes to that because you can you know, laugh at these subjects and 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 draw stuff that you know, or hide things in your drawings that everybody can see, but also um, everybody can say, okay, um, you can rather get away with it. And so that that's you know um, that that's that's um, you know the good thing about satire, and 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 after that also you can say the same about you know writers, by the way, but uh, in. In, I remember, I think most even today, I think with my editors, and they would say, "Well, this is what you, this is what you mean in your drawings." And I would say, "No, no, no, that's what you, you that's think you I interpret, mean, I mean, yeah. I, 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 that's your interpretation." I mean, I, 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 I would argue about that, and they would, um, <laughs> we would, uh, you know, disagree. But uh, I think that's 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 why satire, you know, and editorial cartooning has it has you know uh, an advantage. Uh, in in many ways, uh, but also it can be a source of uh, of uh, you know strife as we have seen uh, strife as we have seen in yes. the in the you know in um, you know Muhammad cartoons as we have seen. I personally have been a subject of 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 that many you know um, many many times, whereby you have drawn something and then uh, you know the next day you know because of whatever interpretation. You have people who would, you know, come after you, come after the newspaper. But unfortunately, that's the, the um, uh, it comes with the territory, you know, as an editorial cartoonist, you have to expect that because you push, you know, the envelope, sure. you, you, you know, that's your role. And so you have to accept that. I mean, that, that, that is something that I was, um, I was always, um, aware of. Uh, I, I was also, I must add, you always say this, I was also lucky enough to work, you know, for a powerful newspaper in which I was always defended uh, by the paper. Uh, once the cartoon is published, the paper is obliged to defend me and to, my editors were always protective of me. And, uh, and, uh, and uh, that helped me to keep going, to, to do what I do. 
um, without fear or favor. And so uh, not everybody has that. I mean, uh, I mean, we have seen also, you know, that you have bloggers and other people being threatened and all that. I, I have not that I've not been threatened, but I think I've, I've always had that um, um, protection that has always been, you know, um, very, very much important for me. So you've brought us to where we, we must go uh, in terms of what your work has cost you. Yeah. Uh, anybody who knows your work over the years would definitely not say that you are you are courageous. You have not only pushed the envelope, but you have incited thought. And in your own words, you've said you, your work has to inflict pain, yeah. but it also has to be defended. Yeah. So in this juncture where you are called to be a truth teller yourself, where you're hold to hold governments accountable. It has cost you something. It, yeah. At least that's my interpretation yeah. Yeah. as well. So let's talk a little bit about um, when you left Nation some 10 years ago now. Is yeah. it something like that? Yeah, um, yeah almost. If, okay, I'm almost at 10. So let me tell you how I've understood it. And, and I'd love to hear your perspective on that juncture because I think people have followed your work appreciate that you have continued to, to live by your values and your convictions mm. of what your work requires of yeah. you. But in that time, you had uh, illustrated the then president of Tanzania, and it depicted him kind of eating fruit from different women, mm. and they were labeled corruption, <laughs> cronyism, yeah. incompetence. Yeah. So just a light, a light cartoon. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that changed the nature of your work for a while, or yeah. the direction yeah. of where you were working. The East African was uh, no longer distributed in Tanzania for about a year. Yeah. You then left Nation and and went on to the standard. I want to ask you about that period of time. Um, what were your thoughts at the time? Did it feel personal in particular that mm. Tanzania, your home country now had put a, you know, kind of a blockade for your work reaching your own country people? No. Tell, can we revisit that moment in time? Yeah. Um, so I've, I, <laughs> over the years, I've also had a time to th think through that and, uh, and 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 I look back. Uh, uh, it was also fascinating time. So yes, I did the drawing that that, that you know was on uh, President Kikwete, and, and uh, it didn't go down well. And uh, and it, it 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 appeared to be by my by any standards at the time that it was um, a harmless drawing in many ways. I mean, not 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 as ferocious as some of the stuff that I've done, and so. But but it didn't go down well with the Tanzanian authority, and and they cracked down. They stopped, you know, uh, the um, pub, yeah, the 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 East African from being sold in Tanzania and for and they that did cost the organization um, a lot of money. And mm. so, but again, the nation defended me, and uh, we, I remember having a chat with my 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 you know editors and. Uh, you know, tried to engage the the authority on that and so forth, and and so so in, in that that wasn't uh, you know. But what occurred later also that you know, without going into many details, is that also there were still the bigger pressures were mm -hmm. from here, you know, from the you know from the um, the the Ruto administration that has just come in. They were the ones that they have a lot of, you know, they have, they put a lot of pressure on on, on newspapers, and mm -hmm. not only nation, but you know across the board they really put pressure on actually 
on, on, on free speech and free freedom of expression because there were really, if you are to look back, is there was the, you know, the, they were not happy about how they were treated. At that time, they, they just came off the um, um, ICC um, yes. um, issues and, and um, um, or, or rather it was just at the beginning of the big ICC issues um, and, and so forth. Really it was ICC investigations and so forth. So they were, they were not happy with that. And, and, and they, they really put a lot of pressure on, on, the, on, the, on, the, on, the, uh, on the newspapers about, um, you know, um, uh, how they were covered and so forth. And that pressure translated into, uh, you know, um, um, a lot of, um, um, uh, not a lot, but but some of the you know journalists being, um, you know, laid out um, from the organization, and that was one of them. It wasn't you know some opted on on their own, but um, you know the the, the bigger uh, story was that there was also a lot of pressure from here um, that actually uh, sort of like. Um, made it difficult. So what I, you know, at the time was, you know, the argument with the, with the new, with the paper was that, uh, I, you know, I, you know, why don't I take a sabbatical? And then, you know, um, See after I, things yeah, are. Mm. yeah, and I think mm. I, I, I was happy with mm. that because I also mm. needed a break and I thought, mm. well, why don't I also, you know, mm. go and, and have some, you know, time off and, and things like that. And so I, I did, I, I agreed to that. Um, but uh, then, you know, after that year, we had, um, uh, after I finished, I think there was change of, you know, management and, 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 and so forth. And so it made the whole scenario precarious. And um, there was, um, 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 you know, we, there, there was even a, a, a court issues, but, but, but we, 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 we resolved, hmm. uh, it was resolved. But again, as I look back, I think I have a much more understanding of, of and, and appreciation of, of also of the situation uh, then. And uh, I think, yes, as uh, I, again, if you do what I do, and, and I know there are my colleagues and, and other journalists whom I know, you know, they probably um, suffered most than what's you know what i've gone through um by far i mean so you know these kind of situations happen sure you know so it's not very um uh, i mean it's, it's it's not very peculiar or it's not very uh i'm, I'm not um, um it's just my case was you know, it was it was public and all that, and yeah. and, and and again, as I, said, I look back and 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 appreciate also, but also as an individual, it is something that uh, you know, um, you know, it's a choice I make about uh, you know what I do. I mean, I if if you do what I do, you you you, you that can happen to you, and you have sure. to accept that. The challenge is that you know, are you willing to go through it? Uh, you know, based on your principles and based on your on 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 um, on uh, on your work, what you believe in, and 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 in in the, in your quest to defend uh, you know um, freedom of speech and in the quest of remaining, you know, um, that advocate of uh, freedom of speech and also to speaking truth to power, 
that can happen to you. And sometimes that, you know, um, it's a personal choice. So you can't also much as you can't blame editors or you can't blame, you know, other people. I mean, that's the choice you make. And, and I'm very much aware of that as an, as a, as a person. Um, and, uh, that's the choice I will always make that choice again. Um, it's not an again. easy son. I think I would mm, do this. Mm. I would, I would not, you know, probably I would do it better, but, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that, that happens and that, um, that, that, that can happen to you. It has happened to people before me. There are people who have suffered most of, you know, uh, in fact, I dare, I always say that I, 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 always uh, I've been very privileged to mm. do what I do and to find myself in that position because that you know there are people who died before me there are people who were jailed and suffered and you know for me to enjoy you know what I'm doing and so I, I always find that uh, you know uh, it's a great privilege as compared to to what has happened before and so yeah so that that is also the position I take that's also something that um uh, I would, uh, I would, I would do again because it, it's also a matter of principle. You touched on the fact that the timing of that was also um, around the ICC time, and so you went on and, and illustrated many illustrations yeah. depicting that season. Our president and deputy president at the time, images with them, and you know, ball and chain, just kind of were in the corner yeah. at times of your illustrations. But you, you remained. You kept the the button there, yeah. the, your finger rather, like kind of on the neck of the issue. And so I want to ask you, you know, was there ever a time, not just in that season, but otherwise where you thought, okay, no, this is off limits. Like this topic, this person, this issue, maybe I won't yeah. put a light on it. Was there, is there anything you feel like, you know, out of bounds? No, but uh, so you, you don't, so you also have to understand, I mean, as an editorial artist, you have freedom of, um, um to do what you feel like but also you have freedom of choice so as i grow as i grew older as i you know as i you know i i would always also think of my role so i of course when i was much younger I would uh, do much more um ferocious drawings and all that and well that was all good but you know i i'm also drawing for an audience. And so I always, I, I always, especially these days, I would mm. always look, okay, this is also, um, not necessarily what would be the impact, but how effective, you know, is, is this communicating? And that's always a very difficult thing. Mm. But what I, what I always do, I, I think is, is also to, 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 to find ways to tackle subjects. So, you know, I don't run away from subjects because they're, they're, they're controversial, but you find um, a, 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 a way of communicating, of drawing this difficult subject, because that's what editorial cartooning is all about. So for example, you know, if the, you know, you know issues like, you know, um, even today, LGBTQ, you know, religious issues. Uh, these are difficult subjects, but I've always found ways of actually discussing them. Hmm. And they would always be with newspapers. Uh, nowadays, some, you know, I, I do 
drawings and 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 I can even when 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 my newspaper doesn't want to publish them, I can put them online and that's fine. But still there, you also find, you know, a huge audience. In fact, I have a much bigger audience online. Definitely. But I find ways of actually of discussing these issues in a much more, um, in better ways. Uh, you know, my editors would always, and, and, and that's newspapers, you know, you know, newspapers is tricky because they would say, oh, well, you know, uh, you don't know how, you know, this might be seen this way. Mm-hmm. And I also ended up appreciating because I've seen over the years the reaction. And so newspapers would also have to to defend it as you know themselves and, and things like yeah. that. But it has always been this battle. Uh, and I've I've come to appreciate that, even though I've also been very I strongly feel that uh, sometimes you have you know stronger, you know, censorship. Um but I've always find ways to tackle issues. And one must admit, I mean, that comes with the territory so you when you do this you have to expect that that can come back to you and that is fine i mean i have no problem with that mm. i mean most a lot of times i have uh, been uh, ferociously attacked um for what i've done for my drawings i've been threatened uh, uh, you know my family has been threatened and mm. uh, i have, <laughs> i have been uh, uh you know um i've never been taken to court but uh, you know, we there are quite there are a number of number of uh, lawyers who you know who have written to the nation on behalf of their clients <laughs> to um, uh, you know uh, on my you know yeah, drawings course. and uh, so these things can unsettle you and unsettle your ability to stay steadfast, your ability to focus, your ability to do what you do. Um, and, uh, and, and over the years I have, um, again, I've been grateful enough to keep my eyes on the ball. I, I would like to think, um, but yeah, they are, they are, they are, they are difficult and, 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 uh, as they should, and as an editorial cartoonist, your role is actually to tackle those subjects that people are afraid to discuss without fear or bias, um, of, of, of favor. I mean, you have to. And in doing so, it's very important. In doing so, you end up, you know, ruffling feathers. You know, you end up actually um, attacking people. You end up uh, confronting people. And uh, I've always said, you know, if I'm, uh, um, you know, draw um, these horrible cartoons, then uh, people have uh, all the right to um, attack me with horrible comments. So I can always uh, um, accept that. I, I have no problem with that. It's a very uh, rational approach to what sounds like a contact sport. It sounds <laughs> exactly. like the world you it live in, you're constantly sport, being bumped here, exactly. you know? Um, okay, I know we, we've kept you for some time. I just want to ask you a few questions because, you know, you, your home is Tanzania. Mm. Um, when I look at your online presence, you continue to share quite a bit about Tanzania news and politics. You're an East African. You yeah, know? I know you, you, you say this is your, your approach, you know, and... In particular, I noticed that you have every couple of months or something, you'll have a post, a video clip of uh, former president, the first president after independence, uh, President Nirere. And um, you seem to have an affection for him. Mm. I'm just making an assumption. <laughs> this is my interpretation of your yeah. online presence. Um, can you say what, what he means to you? Mm, yeah. So, I, you know, we, you know, my generation, 
you know, have grown with Nyerere as a president, of course, and as you know, as kids, and then, of course, then you know, until he left uh, um, power, and um, um, and uh, definitely in one way or the other, he has definitely left a you know a huge impact in Tanzania, in East Africa, and the region. No doubt about that. And so, you know, I've always been fascinated by um, by Mwalimu, as we call him. And um, I've spent some time also reading um, and, um, you know, researching about, about uh, you know, him and so forth. And uh, so I find, yes, I find him a fascinating figure. Uh, I think, um, uh, you know, with all his faults and, uh, and, 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 and all that, but I find him you know, very fascinating figure because of his uh, uh, intellectual thoughts, his style of leadership, him as a person. And I've always felt that there are, there are lessons to learn, uh, to be learned, um, you know, by his leadership. And, you know, this is the, the man who admitted to um, a, a lot to, to his mistakes and, and what he could do and, and things he could have done better and so forth. And so most of the time, interestingly enough, is that, you know, you find these clips about many issues that he spoke many years ago that resonate um, well with what is happening today. And so I like to post those um, um, or repost those whenever I come across those ones. Um, as I said, I've, I've done, you know, um, um, and I still do, I, you know, um, reading about, uh, about him. And um, you know, he. I think he will remain um, a subject of discussion, you know, for many years to come, and for the right reasons, uh, of course. Um, and yeah, so most of the time, I will yeah. post, uh, you know, these these clips that I've uh, that fascinate uh, fascinate me when I come when I come across them. What do you think he would think about your work? I think is um, <laughs> where he was much more. Uh, uh, he was he was uh, he was uh, he was the I, I like to go he was the adult in the room and so he would probably uh, laugh a lot. He was I, I think he had he, he was one of the things he had a fascinating sense of humor. He was just you know this guy who had sort of like um, he was some kind of sage who had you know kind of a way on answers with to um, to every question um, and uh, and so. He's, he 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 didn't mind. I think being. Uh, I think he wouldn't have mind at all being uh, <laughs> being harassed by editorial cartoonists. I think probably he would have welcomed that. He was uh, known to to challenge, you know, a lot of uh, thoughts. I think he was a very um, he was an, an intellectual who was, mm. you know, didn't mind. Um, he was a public intellectual because his views were, you know, pretty much out there. And so I've always been. Uh, fascinated by him uh, you know even especially during his last you know years yeah, yeah and and also it's also to learn i spent some time trying to learn you know um personal stuff from people who worked for him worked with him and and, and to understand better and that that has been actually quite uh, humbling about uh, about him you know, we, we can't mention President Nyerere without thinking about that era of time mm. and where we are now. Mm. You know, when you started working, I think Moy was in office then. Yeah. Now we're in the age of Ruto. Yeah. 
What has changed? What do you observe from behind your desk, behind your pen that has changed in the political landscape of East Africa? I know that is a big question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is meant to be a short podcast. Yeah, no, no. But if you had to capture it in words, even though you're a man of the pen, what would you say is the biggest shift since the days of Nyerere and Moy and others post-independence to now? So it's, it's interesting. Um, I'm, and I must also add, I mean, I'm a very Pan-African you know, in my views, in my, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm truly am. I mean, I, 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 I truly am. I, I believe in that. And, and that also, it's from my, I also from a very historical and, and, and um, perspective, I, I, you know. Um, interestingly to that is that I actually sometimes, feel like um, it's like, you know, we are back to square one now. I know that's, a, that's controversial, but, but interestingly enough is that if you look at, I, I look at what is happening today, it's, it's, you know, so much has changed, but also so much has remained the same. And it's a source of frustration, you know, for artists. You know, one of the things that I'm frustrated is I, I sometimes feel after a long time, I feel like I'm illustrating the same issues again, hmm. whether it's corruption, whether it's leadership. And that is frustrating because I deal with issues and I would like, okay, this, there's a new challenge, there's new issues to do. But what has been frustrating is that I come out, you know, and I say, but I think I did this, you know, like <laughs> 20 years ago. And oh. I actually go and I find I've, I actually did exactly that. I dealt with this issue. And that to me, as, a, as an individual, as an artist, is a source of, Frustration is I would I would have liked to think that you know probably we have we have more issues to deal with. Of course they're there. You know whether it's you know for example the issue of AI, the issue of um, you know uh, social media, climate change, no doubt about it. Uh, and these are bigger issues that we we you know even we satirists you know trying to figure out how to deal with them. But you know you find that uh, you know because these issues don't happen in isolation. You know, they are also tied up to the very same things that we we have to do. SGR, yeah. the corruption with whatever. The You know, if you look at the corruption scandals that are happening now, they are not very different from, you know, what happened, you know, during the, the Moy administration and, and, and so forth. And so it begs the question that, uh, you know, um, what is really happening? And I... Mm -hmm. I I honestly don't have necessarily the, you know, I don't have the answer to that. Uh, all I can say is that, yes, I mean, I'm still very optimistic, but it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it tells us that while we are, you know, um, the, we, the, 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 we have a long way to go and uh, we have to keep pushing. I think that's, that's probably the um uh, yeah. the 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 one thing that 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 i i derive from all that that no we still have a long way to do and yes and i think that requires the the um uh, the effort of everybody 
Thank you for that. That's that's not a simple question to try and summarize 30 years of political history and then what has been a complicated, yeah, complicated decades. Yeah. But, you know, what you said about um, you feel like you're repeating it. I mean, I think that's also the feeling on the ground yeah, that yeah. weren't we just here? Weren't we just dealing with yeah. this? And, and where is the fourth stepping? So let, let's try and I'm going to try and end on a positive note. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for just, you know, the depth of um, thought that you've, you've given us today. You have also, you know, been awarded and been recognized from your work and on global stages, you know, your work is well understood and appreciated at so many places across the world, rightfully so. And in 2016, you won the Cartooning for Peace International Press Cartoon Prize, and it was awarded to you by Kofi Annan, who was at the time the chairman of that institution. And he said this about you, and I thought it was really worth saying today. He says that you confront us with our responsibility to preserve freedom of expression and to act to support the fight for those who cannot express themselves through their art. Such a powerful endorsement of your work and who you are in this world. Mm. What did that mean to you to receive that recognition, both from the organization, but from Kofi Annan? <laughs> no, it was definitely uh, very, uh, very touching. Uh, he was, um, Mr. Mr. Annan was a, uh, very um, supportive of, uh, um, the work that we do, uh, and he was also the honorary president of the Cartoonists for Peace, uh, also, uh, and so he he was very very uh, supportive. I had the the privilege of meeting him, uh, you know, more than once um, um, in in different occasions, um, and 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 so it was definitely um, uh, you know a huge backing to. To hear those kind words from 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 him, uh, yeah, I would like to approach it with a little bit of humility because I, you know, I, I despite anything, everything, I mean, I, it's a position where you are accorded the the responsibility to do things that others cannot do. So you, so, you know, yes, you can say this or that, but the truth is, is that it's it's you can do these drawings. It's a privilege. It's, it's not everybody can do. It's a privilege that that you. So some at times I look at it with a fair amount of responsibility. That that also, you know, you you are in this position, and so I try to do my utmost in terms of also trying to do the best and, and trying to come up with very um, um, basically the best that I that I can be uh, to my audience. Even though many a times you also have to challenge the very audience you are dealing with, because one of the things you do as an editorial artist is also you don't become enslaved to the very audience you're doing, because that's also what I think. Because mm. so the audience sometimes, and I've seen that in the social media, where the audience sort of like wants all the time to dictate. And I think I have that's a bit problematic. Is is I think if you also you know you have to remain true to what you do, you also have to have a niche in which you know you can also tell the audience that that very truth that they uh, mm -hmm. that is there because your role is to tell the truth to power and the audience is power at times so it's a very precarious position that you're in and 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 as I said I mean I've seen over the years that the the audience can't be the mob and that is dangerous when the audience is the mob and so what do you do with that? Uh, and I've seen a lot of times the audience, you know, in the today's era, they bully 
mm. the bullying that is going on and uh, the what is and so how do you stand to that uh, so i still try i'm trying to learn you know we we are not dealing with newspapers we are dealing with you know social media there you are there there are the media now and so i am trying to learn you know that while still remaining true to my craft and to what i do that's really powerful I wanted to ask you so many more questions. I wanted to ask you, you know, if your family thinks you're funny, if your friends think you're funny, but I don't have time for all of that. No, yeah, yeah. So that one, I would say, I think. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm also. I'm, I'm a private person. I mean, sure. I, 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 you know, I tend to, and I tend to protect that. So I, 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 in, in, um, in private, I think. Uh, I'm not sure they think that I'm, 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 I'm that funny. I think uh, my, my, my girls think that I'm, a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, I can be a tough father, um, but we get along well, so that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful to that. Um, uh, I, I'm a social, very social person, and and I enjoy, um, you know. Um, uh, being around my friends and and I think I I'm I'm I'm, I'm as an individual I'm I'm always um, try to learn and and so uh, humor is a tool that you can you can always use to learn and definitely I do that with with family and friends and hmm. and, and 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 so forth. So my last question before we wrap up is you know I heard you speak this weekend at the Makondo Festival Literary mm-hmm. Festival and congratulations to the entire organization for pulling off such an incredible thoughtful engaging conference it was outstanding. You someone asked you about what you wanted your legacy to be. Mm. And if I have it correctly you said that you hope that your legacy will be kinder than your illustrations. What did, what did you mean by that? <laughs> well, uh, I, everyone I think, applauded, uh, by I, the way. Everyone no, applauded, no, no, so it resonated. No, I, I, a, because I've, I've I've been asked a bit a few times, and and I've I've always thought I think as a as an individual is that I don't know. You know, this I I started by saying you know this legacy thing is is complicated mm-hmm. and it's difficult, and so I don't know if 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 I would live one to begin with, but. If I'm to leave, you know, you know, one is that uh, I would I would leave it to you know um, to others to judge, and and I think I don't think it is in my place to say you know I would want uh, this or that, and and I have you know put myself out there. I've done my work. I'll continue to do that. Um, you know, I've been as I mentioned many times very privileged, and and uh, you know in in mm been able to do and, and lucky to be able to do what I do. And so I, I can only say that um, uh, I can only say that uh, uh, I hope because I've been actually doing, you know, uh, very uh, horrible drawings, as I may call them. <laughs> I, I just hope that, uh, you know, my legacy will be as uh, uh, sli- will, will be kinder than my drawings. That's that's why that's, that's fair. Where, 
<laughs> well, having met you and had the privilege and joy of talking today, I can say that you as an individual are only kind uh, and generous <laughs> of spirit. So we always ask everybody two simple questions before yeah. they leave, because we like to find the common thread okay. amongst all of our guests. Mm. So Mr. Gado, world-renowned artist, what is your favorite drink? Um, so I, uh, it's uh, water. But <laughs> crazy but water. <laughs> no, but but yes, but I do. Um, I I I think socially, I definitely enjoy um, uh, a beer, uh, a glass of wine. I I I I, I do very much um, in, in enjoy that. I won't ask you who has better beer, Kenya or Tanzania. I think I've had Kilimanjaro when I was in Dar. Is that uh, a, a, yes, a Tanzanian brand? Yeah, yeah. 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 Versus Tusker. Do you, do you want to go on yes, record so I, about I which drink, one? I drink, uh, here I drink uh, White Cup, but uh, I'm oh. processing that. Okay, I'm, you're processing. I'm, I'm processing okay, that because okay. <laughs> I've just come from Dar. So I've been actually, I've, I've just been very much, uh, enjoy, I enjoyed very much. I enjoy when I'm in Dar, I enjoy Kilimanjaro. Uh, very much when I'm here, I enjoy White Cup. So okay, so, so two mountains. You're yes, taking you're exactly. taking that yes. those peaks together. <laughs> That's fair. And then lastly, you know, we we talk about joy and justice here. You yeah. know, what brings us joy, and where's the intersection with the justice? And you are the epitome of that. You've taken your art, which brings us joy to in you know to see your strokes, to see your imagination on the page, and then you bring justice and you bring a voice to the people. So aside from your work, we want to know what is bringing you joy in your life. For me, I think I'm learning more that it's the it's the simple things, mm. and um, in in life, I think we we take uh, lots of things for granted. So as I am growing older, I think I tend to l learn a lot about the th simple things. I think I find joy in um, um, hanging out, for example, with the with my kids. That's that 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 sort of things. I find joy in uh, with with my my family and and especially for example, like you know, if, if my extended family and when I travel to Dara, I find joy in um, friends very much. And, and you know, my 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 and and you know, I, you grow older, you don't you don't you you, you realize that you have a. Um, you are your friends also keep diminishing so <laughs> so the ones that i have i try to keep them thank you so much for being on salam and hello today right, Gado. it has been a tremendous honor thank you so much this was also broad and um and, and wonderful